0: welcome to the chocolate cake bites podcast this is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of jesus christ i'm your host ken williams the opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests, and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening, and enjoy this week's conversation. And it's a better conversation than what, we, what we've had with just me talking. We have um, soon-to-be-maybe-favorite co-host, <laughs> Jen, Jennifer. Do you, do you care if I call you Jen or Jennifer?
1: Uh, I've definitely been called worse. So if you just want to go Jen, that's fine. It usually ends up Jen anyway. It's
0: a lot shorter and I don't have the energy yes. to say Jen if that's all the time. Right. It's rough. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first to say that.
0: So the funny story is, um, Jen and I met a few weeks ago on this magical, magic, magical cruise that I have referenced a couple of times. Um, and you, how did you get involved in this cruise?
1: Well, um, your brother is, we don't mention his name, by the way, because
0: no, we don't we, because Annette's the favorite. And Mm -hmm. so we'll allude to the fact that my brother exists, but we don't mention his name. He doesn't listen to the podcast. so He'll never know.
1: (laughs) I love, um, no, uh, your brother is a good friend of mine Mm -hmm. and he is a cruise fanatic. And, uh, we had been on a cruise Recently, and he knows that I have a job Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that requires me to be there. (laughs) That's sad. (laughs) If not all days, right? Monday through Friday. And uh, he texts me saying, Hey, I know what the answer is, but I have a proposition. He told me about the, the premise of this cruise. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he finished before I even said, yes, 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 please, yes. So uh, I jumped on board, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it. And That's um, funny. Right, right. <laughs> that happened just now. That's I right. Make that up.
0: This is unscripted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, just because I've cruised with him several times, and it's, it's uh, a lot of fun. It's he knows party. how to. It is a party. And so then I got to meet you and your sisters and saw where he came from yes. and saw where all the teasing and <laughs> the trolling and <laughs> what <You're
2: killing>
1: <laughs> don't even pretend. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was good to kind of get some insight into this person I've known for some time and, um, and just relax and just have fun. So I got so. this,
0: uh, this text. I don't think it was a text. I think it was an email from you email. or from Annette. It came from Annette or through you or something like that. Yeah. Because, uh, his birthday was the week before Come the on. cruise. Uh-huh. I know the day. Okay. <laughs> I just trying to just be. making sure. <laughs> yes. It's November 3rd. His birthday uh-huh. was November. Th- I couldn't tell you the year, but I could tell you the day. <laughs> and, um, so you, you were putting together a video, kind of a tribute video, And wanted some videos to play as a surprise for him, which was so hilarious.
1: It (laughs) could not have gone any better. Like my view of it was, first of all, it feels kind of dramatic to do that a little bit as Uh far as a birthday present. But if you say, I've never had a surprise party before.
0: Such a whiner.
1: (laughs) You don't say it to me. Because I'm going to make it happen. Right. And so um, the whole idea of it is obviously, you know, let people know they're loved and cared about and all Mm -hmm. that. But when you get a conglomeration of people from different aspects of your life that are not even related, but you have people from, from family to friends to coworkers in one place, it has an impact. Yeah. And that's something that will not soon be forgotten. And now we have it on video digital. Right. <laughs> you can watch it anytime it he's was, still in love. So. It was so great.
0: So he's whining to you about not ever having a surprise party. I show up on the boat and surprise him, which was amazing. It
1: was, I wasn't there. I wished I would have seen that because <laughs> oh, I live for surprises. I live for them.
0: So the funny thing is the last night, um, I was on the turtle house fireside, And at the end, when we're doing our little, our little banter, he asks when the next surprise is. And, um. I shouldn't reveal his secret, but this was actually recorded earlier. It was recorded before I knew I was going to go on this cruise. And so I didn't know the answer to what I was going to surprise him next. And here it is a few weeks after the cruise. And I had this amazing, amazing, super um, (laughs) surprise for him. Don't tell him that I told you that this is recorded. (laughs) But um, so the funny thing is that I'm, I'm texting Annette and letting her know where I am. And I had checked in, I'm on the boat and she's telling me where she is and where Mark is. And he's not here yet, but we're all kind of gathering here. And as I'm walking on the, uh, by the the swimming pool, I think I bump into you and Chatham yeah. and I had not met you before, but uh-huh. I had met Chatham and uh-huh. Chatham is Mark's roommate. I said his name. Dang it.
2: <laughs>
0: Don't tell him I said that. Dang it. <laughs> and, um, he looks at me and says, What are are you doing here? (laughs) Don't tell Mark I'm here.
1: Exactly. I was dying inside because like I said, I live for surprises. And if there's a way to make it happen, I don't care what it is, what kind of surprise, hopefully good, I'm gonna do it. And so what you did was perfection. It was
0: so great. And so I show up to where and that said everybody was, and they were all down at the bottom of the, the abyss slide. And there was, I was hoping to be able to sneak behind Mark, but there was somebody between me and Mark that I was going to have to go around. I was going to really push him out of the way to get behind Mark. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to, to stalk him from a few inches behind. And he, (laughs) I think Annette and Candace both did the, uh, the head nod and looked over at me and he looked over at me and I had this great reaction that I did not get on video, but we Uh reenacted it and... (laughs) I I think Kurt maybe be the one who he might be the one who recorded it. It was. I need to see that for sure. So I need to see if I can find that. um, Yeah. That reenactment, but then on was it Tuesday or Wednesday that we did the the video? Was that Tuesday? It was Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It was the second night night we were on. We had the absolute absolute slowest service on (laughs) for dinner ever, ever. (laughs) Dinner started at six at five fifteen, and we told him, we wanted to hit one of the shows at six 45, I think. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get out of dinner until seven 20.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I had to go meet the crews, the, the guest person, the guest personnel
2: mm-hmm. to
1: go down to the conference room, which is not where anybody goes. And yeah. so had to go to a random spot at a random time, had to make up an excuse and, uh, um, get down there and get things set up for this video. Yeah.
0: And so Annette and, uh, and uh, Annette and I were texting with each other at, at the table. Okay, how are we going to get Mark down there? And it's 7.20. Well, let's just tell him we're going to go hit the end of the magic show, which started at 6.45. There's, it's over by now. There's no way yeah. we're going to catch any sure. end of it. And uh, so, but that gets us out. And so we're walking down and we get down into the bowels of the ship. And Mark is saying, no, there's nothing down there. And no, come on, let's go down here. We finally get him in the room and uh, he gets his surprise party.
1: <laughs> Which the timing was actually perfect because Chatham wanted to put in. Uh, he had the video on his computer, mm-hmm. set everything up, and he had wanted to put that first picture of the cat and, yes. and say "Happy Birthday, Mark." <laughs> and just as he got it up there, because you guys walked in laughing, like he took off. We couldn't find him. We had to go. We had to go grab him because he wanted to go see this and blah blah blah. And so it was just
0: yeah. He was going hilarious. to wherever we said we were going to go. Yeah. And we're trying to get him down this hallway back behind doors that there's no reason we should go down there.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No,
0: come on, Mark. Let's just check this out.
1: (laughs) This is fun. Woo, follow us. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he walked in and we all yelled surprise and... Ugh, it was just, it's not very often when you have a surprise that it goes off so perfectly. There's yeah. always a little something, a little snag, at least in my case. And maybe that's, I'm terrible at surprises and that's why I keep trying to make them the ultimate surprise. But this one was perfection. It was so. great.
0: And um, because—and there were a couple of things that in retrospect, he was able to, to f- figure out that there was something going on behind the scenes, but I don't think he put it together beforehand, no. which was amazing it was i know because he tries so to great. do
1: that he's he's the kind that tries to figure things out and so he had told me i said please tell me that you had no clue lie to me yeah. lie to me <laughs> if you knew anything and he said um i knew some things here and there as far as like and he didn't really get specific um but what did he say it was something along the lines of like
0: there was a text I that... ch-
1: them, yeah i got ch- Well, Annette, and yes. that had a family text that he was included on about making a video. Uh-huh. And he's like, are you trolling me? And she's like, <laughs> 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 and then with Chatham, I was making him, I was doing a surprise uh, gift for him mm-hmm. that I wanted to get notes, kind of do the same idea, but notes from family and friends um, and pictures to be included in those notes. And I didn't know what, how I was going to do it to make it really presentable the way I wanted it. And of course, our favorite social media giant was listening and <laughs> whoop, there comes an ad and I found this thing and it was perfect. And so when he was helping me with that, he thought he was going to get one as well. Okay. And when it didn't happen on his birthday, he was a little upset.
0: He's like, funny.
1: where's my present? Where's my surprise? And I was just like,
0: what's I surprise? Don't know what about. <laughs> Cause and you didn't know I was coming on the boat. So you didn't even have that with the, to... Right, exactly. So, that's awesome. so fun. Yep. So, um, we were sitting at dinner uh, one night, and I said, You should be on my podcast. And you said, Totally. So, um, one of the great things about the church is that it the circles are small. So, Very. we're just chatting, and mm-hmm. Jen says, Um, so where'd you serve your mission? I said, I l- served in Lisbon. She said, Oh, my brother, he served in Lisbon too. When And I said, it was 88 to 90. And she said, Oh, that's when my brother served, you know, Rob. I
1: think my eyes actually popped <laughs> out of my head. I was like, what is happening right now?
0: So we sent her brother Marco Polo and I didn't use my name. I said, there's a 98% chance that he knows exactly who I am. Cause we've had yeah. some, some contact after. And, uh, he responded with, yeah, of course I know who that is. That's Ken Williams. And <laughs> You should no, be on his didn't podcast. He said
1: everything. He said he's a podcaster, he's an author extraordinaire and he's he's a life coach. You could probably really get some help from him. That's so we'll how he did his We'll video. have a session. <laughs> Trolling everywhere I go. Yeah,
0: but you deserve it. Um, and I say that with love.
1: I've heard that. With all the love
0: <laughs> I feel it. Right. So, um what I was thinking is because you are the way that, you know, Mark, I think is through the choir, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you and Mark and Chatham and there are other people in the choir. There are like, I don't know, a couple of hundred members of the choir. Well, there's
1: Yeah. There's, I think on the rolls right now, there's a, there's over 400.
0: So, yeah. um, but Mark's been in the choir for several years. How long have you been in?
1: Um, it will be 10 years it officially like, January, April. I don't know when they start counting that, but okay. officially, because you have choir school beforehand, right? Once you make it, so that's January through April, and then the um, the people who are retiring do that in about May, and then that's when you come in to take their place. So, yeah, so about ten, almost
0: nice. So you're not a a representative of the ch- of the church or of the choir,
1: <laughs> the choir. <laughs> you just happen to be a um, member of both. Right. I, yeah. So I I obviously have to preface that anything I say, anything referring to the choir, that's all comes from me. I don't represent them. Um, and so take that at face value.
0: (laughs) And as you get to know Jen, you'll know how much you can trust her face value comments. Right. So totally. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking it would be fun to have a conversation, um, with, maybe a Q and a with you and Mark and Chatham at some point, but I'm just curious what is, and I know of Mark's experience. He kind of led us in a little bit. He's, he was pretty uh, close sure. to the vest, but um, what is the, what got you thinking about the choir? What, um, how did you decide you wanted to be uh, audition? Because there's a, yeah. there's a process. Mm-hmm. And so what was your experience?
1: So <clears throat> when I, had thought about doing choir. It was not a lifelong dream. It was too big of a dream. Mm -hmm. I couldn't dream that big. I've always been musical, um, started piano lessons when I was in preschool, did violin, did cello, um, sang. So this was just part of my life. It's been part of my family's life, just music in general. Mm -hmm. And I had done a regional, I had been, I've lived in Salt Lake for about 17 years. And I'd done a regional choir, which they were actually filming for the first time for the region in the conference center. And I was part of that choir with a friend mm-hmm. and I was sitting in the seats and I remember, well, before I walked in, there's a, a plaque by the door that said choir in this way. And I took a picture and I posted and I just said, maybe someday. But even then at that point, I, again, I couldn't dream that big. Right. Um, and then I had a couple friends that were in the choir and I just thought, why not? I have literally nothing to lose, nothing. And so the friends that I asked, I said, what do I need to do? And one of them said, just try out. If, if you don't make it, they're going to tell you what you need to work on and you'll have another chance to do it. I was like, okay. And so the first thing that you do is you record, um, you apply and you have to fill out an application. You um, have to get a, for lack of a better term, a referral from your, your Bishop. And um they give you specific things they want you to record so they can hear different parts of your voice. Well, I was gonna make sure this was the like the best recording, mm-hmm. and so I went to a studio of a friend and recorded all the different exercises, making sure I got the best ones, and felt good about it, mailed it in. all was well. Well, I was home it was around i want to say around Labor day and uh I got a call. I was actually home sick that day from work. I got a call from the office saying, uh your CD is blank. Wow. A blank <laughs> CD. And people I've told that to said they normally would have just chucked it and said too bad, so sad. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, they said it's blank. Can you get us another copy? And uh, all of a sudden, I wasn't sick anymore, and I called up the guy, and I told him what happened. He was like, oh, okay, and realized why it happened, uh-huh. ran to his house, picked it up, took it over to the tabernacle, and they were actually sending out letters at that point. Okay. And they had been on um, – Mac uh, Wilberg and Ryan Murphy were, on, were out of town and coming back in, so they had already made some decisions. And um, so I was I, – it was – against the wall at this Mm -hmm. point about getting it in and got it in and what, a week or two later, I got the envelope that said, Congratulations, you moved on to the next round. So And they do this
0: is it once a year that they that they open things up?
1: Typically it's they open it up in July uh for people to audition and send in all their stuff like I did. And it goes beginning of July to about the middle of August. And so it gives people quite a bit of time to be able to do that. Um, You do have to live within 100 miles of the tabernacle because we rehearse often. Uh, And it's not just, yeah, just not the normal Sunday prior to the broadcast of music and the spoken word, but also on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Um, If we're preparing for something, it could be on a Tuesday. And then the week of could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then back on Sunday. So obviously 100 miles, that's... Significant for a yeah. lot of people, and so, um, so yeah. I just lived about twenty minutes away, so it wasn't that. Well, no, at that time I was about thirteen blocks away. Wasn't That's a okay. big deal. Yeah, not bad it.
0: at all. <laughs> 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 ish. Good. good. Mean you want to.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, so then after that, I it was the um, it's the written test. There's a theory written and uh, um, auditory test. Mm-hmm. So you're doing, I never took a theory class in my life. I just did music. Uh-huh. So I studied pretty hard for a good two to three weeks. And um, the auditory part was um, right up there with, I think, waterboarding. It was <laughs> the worst experience of my life. Wow. It was so hard because um, you really just have to have an ear mm-hmm. for it. You've got to be able to just be able to hear it. And they would do a chord, Uh, or like they would do all sorts of things and you had to just know it and do the ABC, the bubble letters like you had back in school. Mm -hmm. Uh, you had to pencil in which one you thought it was, it was on a CD. And so they wouldn't pause it. They wouldn't do anything, but you just had to keep going. The auditory part, the last one was horrendous. Anyone will tell you they're not even sure how they passed, but it's a succession of notes. And they play it once, and then they play it again. They say, okay, in the second one, did anything change? A note or a rhythm? Wow. And you just have to have heard it. Or you do like me, close your eyes, and then just pencil (laughs) whatever whatever felt right. So uh, once you pass that, then it's the live audition with um, Brother Wilberg and Brother Murphy. And you choose whatever hymn you want in Mm. any key that you want. And of course, I went two and a half steps lower because I didn't want to squeak on the higher part. I did love at home okay uh, quintessential LDS hymn mm-hmm. <laughs> for the church and so plus it was my grandma's favorite and I did my my whole run felt good about it and then you have to do there's a binder that has uh, ex- different exercises in it and They'll hit a note and then you have to read the line a cappella wow. without any accompaniment and get it right. And I didn't always get it right, but I was able to correct whatever they said I didn't get right. And that was part of the reason I think I was able to get in is because I could be corrected okay. and, and be okay. Um, and then after that, uh, nightmare. He said, okay, I want you to do your song again. Mac Wilberg uh, said, I want you to do your song again, but I want you to do it a step and a half higher. <laughs> okay. So then I did it again. He says, great, great. Now I want you to sing it again, and I want you to sing it a half step higher. He knew mm-hmm. what he was doing. Of course. he, his, he he's, he's brilliant. Had, he is brilliant. And so I did it, and... Then a couple weeks later, I got my envelope and it was incredible. It was such a great, because I didn't serve a mission.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. That wasn't, that wasn't in the plans. This was going to be my mission. Yeah. This was, and, and I know that that is where everything has kind of led me. It's um, life changing. That's absolutely. And the
0: choirs is, is, there's a heavy mission emphasis as a member of the choir, right?
1: Absolutely, um, we are ambassadors for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and um, it is it is a huge missionary effort. In that, uh, music's universal, yeah. and if yes, we are ambassadors to the Church, but we are also um, we are able and have the ability and the chance to touch people's lives in ways that they might not have had otherwise. Yeah. Um, you think about general conference or mm-hmm. these other places where we sing and the words are spectacular, but sometimes the words don't quite hit the way that they need to. And I feel like the words of the choir and the music mm-hmm. reach in places that the words don't hit. Yeah. And so kind of fills those gaps and punctuates the things that are being said. So, um, it's, it's been a fantastic, fantastic, almost 10 years for sure. For that reason. specifically. That's awesome. So yeah.
0: once you, once you get that letter saying you're in, you're You're not technically in yet, you're in to right. choir school, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Choir school starts in January and goes till about April middle of May around there and you are it's every Tuesday you have choir school which teaches you the ins and outs of singing physically, how mm-hmm. your body, how you should project, how your um, physicality should be as far as singing. You also learn about how the choir is run, who is in charge of what, what to expect. How to be um, decorum. You learn about all the things that it takes to do this because it's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to be on board for it to move appropriately and move in a way that doesn't have any bumps, if at right. all possible. Um, and so uh, we uh, we have that, but then we have corral. So not only are you learning these things, you get to practice them. Mm-hmm. And so rehearsals, you have to be there 100% as far as attendance. Uh, It's vital because you're not spending that much time and you've got to ramp up. You've got to ramp people up into how it is done within the choir. And it is a bullet train. It's a fast moving train. And you need to learn very quickly the things to do to do your very, very best and to create the best end result Mm -hmm. for the choir.
0: That's cool so does getting into the the choir school guarantee you a spot in the choir
1: um you know that's a good question because i don't know of anybody that hasn't there is a final test at the end that they do um but i've never heard of anybody failing it and not getting in especially Mm -hmm. after four to five months of pretty intense training i mean it's a it's a and even in regular rehearsal it's a master class Every yeah. time you are in choir and every rehearsal, it is a masterclass. It's a lot of time and a lot, of, a lot of effort spent on making sure people are ready to jump on that bullet train and get moving in a great way. So yeah. I've never heard of it, but I think it's probably just to test how much you're, um, you're retaining. Yeah. Because it's a lot of information. It's a lot.
0: So I've been to a couple of the Thursday night rehearsals, mm-hmm. and they're so different than my ward choir rehearsal. <laughs>
1: much Mm -hmm. with just as much love, I'm sure.
0: Oh no, it's, (laughs) (laughs) and they don't mince words. They don't waste time. Yeah. Um, But I'm thinking about the, my experience with word choirs and things like that. And it's, um, it's just, I don't even know how to describe the difference. It's just totally different. Um, You might get what I, what I saw was on the Thursday night rehearsals. You might get, a phrase that you're singing. Nope. Uh, somebody's too, and, and they're amazing that they can pick out. Nope. Somebody's too high or too low or too, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And let's do it again. They just hit that one. It could be even less than a sentence over and over again. And then they'd skip to not necessarily the next phrase, but they'd go to a different phrase that may be problematic.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, that's the part that I think was fascinating to me the most was that you would have these directors that would have, the orchestra going, the organ going, the choir members going at full blast. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're, we're at the tip top of some massive hymn or song, and then they'll stop everything. And this is mostly Mac Wilber. He's like, okay, we have a couple of people over in this section that, hmm," and he'll point exactly that area. He's like, Uh your, your vowels need to be a little rounder. That he could pick out a couple of people and then in my mind, I'm thinking, ooh, I sing by myself in front of him. <laughs> ooh, like how did I get in this choir? Ooh, his, oh. his ears are perfection. Yeah. And he can hear things. And he's kind of, for lack of a better way of saying it, ruined us because now we hear things. Right. And so it's harder to to listen to other, th- other music and not pick out or hear the, th- the, the things that are a bit off. Uh-huh. automatically it's just like i can never listen to certain things anymore because i'm just thinking <laughs> ah, it's grating on my brain because i hear it and so which i appreciate because that's how i'm just going to become a better musician and help yeah. the choir move along in a better way
0: so there's i know there's some limits on how long you, somebody could be in the choir mm-hmm. what is the is it 20 years
1: 20 years or when you turn 60 whichever comes first okay and so the minimum they want you when there's five years because of the time and effort that they put into making you a part of the choir. Right. There's details as far as uh, wardrobe. Mm-hmm. They've got to get that figured out. There is the training that goes into it, like I said, it's a master class. And if they're gonna invest that time and the right. money and the effort into that person, they wanna get as much out of them. But also as you get older, your voice changes. Yeah. It's just inevitable. And in my opinion i i feel like mac likes that more collegiate sound and so you'll notice over the years the choir is looking younger and younger and younger the age range is 25 to 60 which before i think it was 35 30 or 35
2: and so you'll
1: see some of these people in there that are quite a bit younger yeah um but and there's some people that won't wait until they're they're 60 They know that their voice is changing and they just can't produce the sound that they were to and that they could in the past. And so they, they're like, I've had a few people that said I'm done, which I think is really brave because it is such a fantastic experience. And so for them to just bow out and say, you know what, I'm good.
0: Because it becomes a part of your identity. Oh, and in every way. It's, that would be hard to give up.
1: Oh, And I know of people that have left because of retirement or other reasons. And there's a a legit, a legitimate depression that happens. And I think what, one of the reasons for that is because um, I kind of, just as an example, I, I remember going on tour. We were in California and Seattle. We went up into Canada and uh, it was about two weeks long. And I, came back from that and people said, well, how was it? And I was, meh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it, it was just fine. And I was trying to figure out why it was just fine because those experiences really are quite spectacular to be able to, I mean, who gets to to testify of Jesus Christ at the top of their lungs.
0: Right. And, and not everybody happen. gets to go, right?
1: Right. I mean, part of that is because um, some people just can't. They just, they cannot get away from work. They can't get away from family. Two weeks is a long time to step away. And so um, for maybe physical reasons, or it it could be a myriad of things, but I know that our risers that we take with us only hold so many. Mm -hmm. So we can't have the full 360 that you would have in the loft. So yeah, you've, you've got to kind of be on your game for that. But I, I just was not. I didn't get out of it what I would have liked to have. I'd been on two tours prior to that
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and had kind of, I was figuring it out. And what I realized was, was that the choir in the way I visualize it is, is that the choir has a choir bucket and we bring all we can to this bucket. Mm -hmm. We bring our light to this bucket. And that bucket is meant for the audience. That is how we um, and they, they take from that, or we, we give that to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was taking from the bucket. I was coming to rehearsals. I was coming to performances because I, at that time, for whatever reason, was not in a space or place to give anything. I was at a zero. Mm-hmm. And so I was taking from the bucket and that was keeping my head above water. And there's no way that I could have an incredible experience when it's me taking from the bucket. Right. And so I came back from that tour and I was watching a documentary and the thought came to my mind. It was very rapid. It was, you are going to take two months off of choir. You're going to read the Book of Mormon cover to cover in two months. You are going to go to the temple every weekend or at least once a week for those two months and you're applying to grad school hmm. in seconds. Wow. And I'm, <laughs> what? What? Are you, what? It was just so out of the blue. And that weekend we had our pioneer day concert and I talked to one of the personnel directors and I told him the situation. I said, I'm taking two months. And he said, I support that, which we can do. Mm-hmm. Family comes first right. really is what the motto is. And when choirs, are everything. And that takes precedence over your health, your family, anything else. You're not doing it the right way. Right. you, You're gonna be taking out of the bucket, is Mm -hmm. what that's what's gonna happen when you should be giving, right? And so I took that time and um, I realized that I had to regain my own light Mm -hmm. so I could give the light. Yeah. And you can't, you know, you can't, you know, give people from an empty bucket. That's kind of where I got that from. Yeah. Your bucket's empty, you can't. And so I had to fill that bucket mine before I could do that again. So I took those two months and it was incredible. It was such a great time. And yes, I did get into grad school and I just graduated this last May.
0: I think I saw the video of that.
1: Yeah, it was like three and a half years of choir, full-time work, internship and school. So I would you
0: Where'd you go to school? It was LSU. Okay, that's a right. social
1: work program. Yeah, it was all online. I did one class every... They did modules. So it was like every seven weeks. One class every seven weeks for three and a half years.
0: So I I must have been in Utah when you walked because you went out there to walk. Yeah. And so I think I was sitting in Chuckarama with Mark and Chatham okay. as you were walking. And they're cheering in no Yes. And
1: here I thought they're in their offices cheering and like being there oh punks
0: so my mm, my which i'm grateful it's fine <laughs> they are punks. <laughs> they
1: can be a Chakarama <laughs> if they want weird but so, okay
0: my my um i guess you could say it's a uh kind of a tradition when i'm out in salt lake i'll take mm-hmm. mark out i don't know why i do this i shouldn't but i take him out to chuckarama and the, well that's
1: chief's favorite place I so chief was there then like <laughs> he weaseled his way, way in one fan. <laughs>
0: so so mark said you know he told me that's eh, not my favorite place but whatever and i pay so he should he should like it he should at least um, act like he likes it yeah
1: fake it till you make it <laughs> so
0: we're getting ready to go and he said uh Chatham really likes checker is that okay if he comes yeah it's fine i'm not paying for him but yeah he can go right. and so we're sitting there and they're telling me about how you're um getting ready to walk and so they've got the the uh video streaming and yeah, they're cheering for you. That's so awesome. crazy.
1: That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. <laughs>
0: so um what are some of the um most notable and I don't know if there's a different word I want to use, but I'm gonna just say just say notable experiences that you've had as a member of the choir. Wow.
1: Um I think one of the ones that comes to mind is these people become part of your family.
0: The choir members. They've
1: actually done studies where people that are in choirs um, or music in some form where you're working together to create. um, There is, there was a study done that showed their heartbeats beating at the same time. Wow. In rhythm together. There's something to be said for that. There's something to be said about people that are working on, on this, on something creative, number one, but if anyone has heard any big anthem, any big song where there's a lot of people, you feel it. Uh-huh. You feel it inside, right? Well, but these people become a part of your world. You, you're you working on these things together, but you become friends. You become family. And there was a group of us, six ladies, that mostly I just said, again, you really get close to the people you sit around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's sometimes the same people, sometimes not, because it gets changed up. And these six ladies uh, just became my very best friends. And um, we that tr- we'd seen each other through a lot of rough things. And our ages ranged from 60 to me at the time, which when we first became friends, what was it? That was like 10, 9, 9, 8, 9 years ago.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um,
1: I was younger. They were a little older. And so, um, our life experiences were different, but we just were very supportive of each other. We actually ended up getting a condo once up in park city and we did Swiss days and hung out and talked till two in the morning. And they these are very valued relationships. Right. Um, and so one of our friends uh during covid ended up getting uh, liver and breast cancer. Oh wow. And fought fought hard. And she ended her battle last year in May. And it was devastating. Yeah. It absolutely threw me. Her cousin was part of this group and um it uh it rocked it rocked my core for a long long time. And I remember um, we didn't really have a lot of access to her when she was in the throes of all of this. She right. was one of 12 kids, 12 or 13 kids. Mm-hmm. And granted, obviously everyone's older. She was 51. And, um, but so getting access to her and being able to come and talk to her, it just wasn't happening because it took so much out of her.
2: Right. And
1: she, uh, I remember talking to her cousin and then I just thought it's like, she's already gone. It was terminal. We mm. knew it was terminal. Right. Um, and, and I just, I feel like she's already gone. I don't have access to her. She said, call her. And I said, well, I'm just going to cry the whole time. Mm. Now, that's not fair. She's like, she'll help you through it. And I said, that's not her job. <laughs> I just, I don't know that I can do it. She says, call her before you can.
2: Yeah.
1: And so I ended up calling her. And as soon as she answered the phone, I just broke. She's like, is it hard to hear my voice? And I said, it's the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And she told me her fears and she told me the things that she wanted to say. And I was able to say all the things that I could ever want to say to her. Mm -hmm. But I told her two things. I said, I only have two requests. She's like, what's that? And I said, well, you know how people say I smelled lilacs. I knew my grandma was there. Mm -hmm. I said, I need to smell chocolate when you come around to visit. Nice. Asked, I need to smell <laughs> chocolate because she was my tour roommate uh-huh. and we uh, were in San Francisco. So where do you go? You're in Square. Like, you, you have to, but there was a little offshoot store right by our hotel. We went nice. four times. We went four <laughs> times in That's like awesome. three or four days. So chocolate was her thing. So mm-hmm. I said, I need to smell chocolate. The second thing I said, I need you to be my singing angel. I need you to be right here keeping me in tune and keeping me on track Mm -hmm. because we know for a fact that we don't sing alone. Right. I can get every person in that choir to testify. We don't sing alone. And there have been times where you're not sure if what you're seeing comes across the screen or if you're in the audience, but the day that we sang the day that and she promised me she would. So I knew our first conference back from COVID we were, we had one group that sang on a Saturday and one group that sang on Sunday. I was able to sing on Sunday and her cousin, we were separated by seats. Mm -hmm. So, um, there were some blank spaces. And so there was me and then a blank and then her cousin and then a blank and then the guys. Mm -hmm. So we were the men were on the other side. And, uh, I had one of our friends as a, uh, a floral designer for the church and so uh does all the His flowers dad, right? and foliage yeah mm-hmm.
0: he's amazing and
1: he's <laughs> he's a savant as far as i'm concerned
0: so i was at church i met him at church in my ward
1: oh yeah i remember yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right i remember that he's story good friends out. with
0: uh, friends. some of our good friends or he, yeah he, somehow he knows them he showed up at right. the house for christmas last year he uh, was last year
1: I think it was last year, yeah. So he, um, I said, you know what, I really, if you could put a bouquet f- to uh, conference flowers together for me so I can take them up to her grave and put them on her grave because, you know, she's not here. And I just want to mark the moment. Oh, it's her first, like, real conference being away. Right. And so he did. And I um, took a friend up there, but I forgot where she was buried. Mm-hmm. So I called her husband, and he led me to the right place. And he says, I have to tell you that his sister, um, her sister called him up. And said, Did you see her? She's like, he's like, What do you mean? He's like, She was there. Wow. She was between Jen and her cousin. And I know, I know that she was there. And anyone else that has been before, has um, sung before, I know that we're not alone.
2: Yeah.
1: And that helps kind of not kind of, it just hits the message home to where it needs to go and people see it and feel it and know it. Mm -hmm. And it punctuates the words, like I said. So um, it's, so those kinds of experiences with the people, that's, that's been a really big part for me. The missionary effort. uh, I don't think we fully recognize what that means. I don't think we fully recognize the end result of what it is that we do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. Because if you knew all the lives that you changed, what it, how would it affect you? How would it affect the way that you did your thing, right? Yeah. So we were in Germany on tour. And we were in a uh, – what happens is they do firesides on Sundays if they're in a certain uh, city. Mm-hmm. And they'll split up into different – and go to different uh, church buildings and uh, but it's random. They make sure the voices are even and that they have enough alto, sopranos, all that. So it's balanced. And we are in charge of the fireside. And so you're randomly put into a place. So I was at the Offenbach Stake in Germany, and we were in uh, Frank Frankfurt, I think, is where we were. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we had been in for we had we had been traveling for two weeks, and I was done.
2: Yeah,
1: I was done traveling. With 600 people. <laughs> that's I, a was lot. With their, I was done with there. It was too much. And I needed to just not be with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Love everybody dearly. Fantastic. Traveling with 600 people is hard. Yes. And Traveling with you, a family
0: of seven is hard.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Right. You can yell <sighs> at yes, them though. That's true. <laughs> so uh, we were in this fireside and at that point I was just searching cause I was kind of at that place again, where I was just, I wasn't present. We had done a concert the night before and I don't remember anything about it uh-huh. because I was in my brain. I was doing all the things. I was singing the music. I was the notes were right. My face looked great, but I'm looking at Mac and going, why is he more sweaty than Ryan? And we have a luggage pull. I wonder what I'm going to put in my luggage. And that's what was going through my head as I'm singing about Jesus Christ and testifying and all that. So I was not doing a service to anybody. I was not fulfilling my calling the way that I should. And I was just missing out. Mm -hmm. And so I was hoping that this fireside would get me back on course because I heard people with their firesides and they're crying and just saying it was the most incredible feeling I've ever had. And so we did this fireside. And afterwards, I just thought, okay, that was great. I'm not like buzzing. I'm not, you know, woohooing, but mm-hmm. it was great. We had 20 minutes to talk to the audience just before our bus had to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's where you want to get in. You want to talk to the people. You want to connect because right. that's that's the biggest part is being able to connect. And I was getting my stuff off of this stand. Everyone went down into the crowd. And I got my bag. And I hear behind me, Jennifer. And I look behind me, and it's a friend from high school I hadn't seen in 21 years. Wow. And oh, what do you say? What do you do? And I just hugged her, and I just, what are you doing here? She said, my husband's in the military. She said, uh, we weren't able to get tickets to the concert. She said, I hoped and prayed that you would be at this at this fireside. Wow. Not, Not my doing. That was random but inspired. Right. We talked for a while and she left. And this gentleman came up and he had someone to translate. And he said that uh, when he was younger, he would smuggle tab choir records across the border from west to east. Mm -hmm. That's how important it was to him. He drove 500 kilometers to get to that fireside. He didn't go to the concert. Bam, I got it back. Mm -hmm. He is why we do what we do. He is right. the reason why Elder Kieran had spoke. He followed us. We have general authorities that that are the they they kind of follow us and they're with us on tour. And mm-hmm. especially in Europe, half we have one that's half the time and another one that's half. We had Elder, Elder Kieran with us because he was in the presidency for the Europe um, the Europe presidency mm-hmm. then. And uh, he said, "The Saints are lonely. The Saints are lonely outside of of Utah and the United States." They're doing their things and they're and they're going to their meetings and they're they're doing their ministry, but they are lonely. And for you to come to them is bigger than I think you could ever imagine. Yeah. And I didn't fully recognize that until this gentleman came up and in tears just was so grateful that we were there. And I'm in tears. And I just asked if we could hug, and I hugged him. I never saw him again, never heard anything from him, didn't get any information. But it's something that resonated with me and has ever since because we never fully know the effect we have on people until they tell us That's true. and and it's and always being aware that we do have an effect yeah. and to know that we can make a difference in the things that we do and I'm just thinking we're singing at a fireside what's the big deal I come and go to rehearsal on Thursdays and complain about the weather and how far I have to walk and right but when it comes right down to it, he's why I do what I do.
0: Yep, that's awesome. It's
1: important to remember that. Yeah, it
0: is. And one of the things I absolutely love about uh, the the stories that you just shared is that you don't have to be in the choir to have that kind of impact on people. Exactly. Um, One of the things that, um, I think I've put it on the podcast before, the lollipop moments, Uh, there are moments that we have with other people where we have such a deep impact on their lives. And Mm -hmm. the only way we would ever know that is if they tell us. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I love about what you shared with the conversation you had with that sweet sister who passed is you took the opportunity to just tell her everything. And what if we did that with everybody? What if we just had um, that kind of a conversation with the people in our lives that um, I was talking to and now I don't remember who it was, but I was talking to somebody that I worked with last week and I just kind of did that type of thing where I said, I just want you to know I absolutely love working with you because, and I shared a couple things about the, that working relationship that have been um, significant for me. And um, there's, there's no downside to that. No, there
1: there's a vulnerability that people have forgotten. Yes. Vulnerability is scary. It's very scary for whatever reason. Everyone has a different reason why. And I live for it. I live to be in that uncomfortable place Mm -hmm. and I keep having to relearn it. Um, I just had an experience on Saturday with your brother. I, Chetan was coming in from, from Thanksgiving, he was flying in, mm-hmm. told us the wrong times. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that
0: sounds and,
1: right. yeah, They live and, like
0: nine minutes from the <laughs> airport too. <so.
1: laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and I wanted to get together. And I hadn't seen these guys in a week. I missed my friends. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't say that. Uh-huh. I had to come up with all these things like, okay, we'll get some we'll get some dinner. We'll get some fa because we all love fa, mm-hmm. And we're going to watch a movie. And we're going to do this. And we'll have minky blankets. And it's going to be great. And I named all the things that I knew that they liked right. to get them to want to do that. Mm-hmm. It couldn't just be that I miss you guys and I need my friends.
0: Yeah.
1: And it reminded me of something that he said to me months ago he said Jen if you need love ask for it yeah if you feel like that you are depleted ask for it we love you we care about you and for you to just be over here on the side somewhere being sad and needing these things you know it's it's not I wouldn't even say hinting Mm -hmm. I don't I I think we do that on occasion but you never know who's going to pick that up Right. Just be honest and just say you don't have to come up with all these excuses and say, "Hey, we're going to have Vietnamese food." Woo, you know. Right. Say, I I need my friends. Yeah, I need them right now because I'm feeling A, B, C, or D. Right, and that honesty saves a lot of time. Number right. one, a lot of emotion, but it also helps them understand and it helps you gain trust. Yeah. It helps you grow your friendship or your relationships, yeah. and uh, and it deepens them. Absolutely. And ooh, in that especially the time thing, it's just like I could have just said <laughs> <laughs> I need my people right now instead of trying to make something happen.
0: Right to manipulate a situation. You see yeah. this in your in your experience uh, with therapizing people, and oh my I see gosh. it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. see it in my experience coaching people that yep. we just are so afraid to say what we mean mm-hmm. and um there that vulnerability what if what are they going to think about me what am what, mm-hmm. what if they don't respond the way that i think they should yeah is that scary but that's where you get that deep deep yep. connection the 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 strengthening of the relationship
1: well and it's mean i've always said this mean what you say and say what you mean Yeah. because everything is a bit subjective mm-hmm. People may be hearing you from a different—I I don't want to say lens, because that's more of what they—but there's a different perspective, there's and if you're not, that, yeah. there's a filter that everyone is different because of life experience, and they may not be hearing what you're saying because you're being cryptic, because right. you're not quite sure, and whatever. Just and then you're frustrated
0: because they don't understand what you're talking exactly.
1: about. Exactly, and then you're it. mad at them because they don't understand you enough, and they haven't right. taken and it just spirals after right. that. But if you can just be and. I don't even know if I would call that vulnerable. I think once you gain those friends that, you know, they've got your back, they mm-hmm. love and care and they've proven that time and time again, which these guys have, that's yeah. 10 other podcasts. Right. Um, I should never have to question that. So that's on me. I okay. don't, that's not on them. That's on me. And I have to be more honest with myself and say, okay, you already know the answer. Why do you keep asking the question? Right. Why?
0: And that's a great yeah. thing to think about. And that's, I think, a great way to end. <laughs> you yeah. already know the answer. Stop asking the question. Yeah. So it has been so much fun Good. chatting with you. Well, I'll bring you back one of these days. What yeah. the heck?
1: Yeah. I I have so many things that I know. I have my master's degree. That's awesome.
0: So you and I could be smart. To, I've got my master's as well. So we oh, can look be smart that. together. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. So many smart things. <laughs>
0: well thanks for taking some time and being vulnerable and telling us things that have nothing to do with the official position of the choir but are your own personal experience absolutely we'll get you back
1: okay love to
0: all right and for everybody else we'll talk to you next week probably thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites please like share subscribe and give us a five star rating to review we'd love to hear your comments and ideas and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com and before you end the day Take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake?